It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you. Memorial Day weekend of all things. What a lovely weekend. And I am joined in studio. Mickey Gasaway, Joe Lample. This is Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. He is out of town. I like to say the doctor's out and the nurse is in. I mean, I'm not quite of the level of Walter, but uh, joined by certainly doctors themselves in the area of gardening. Welcome, guys. Great to have you along this Saturday. Good morning. Yeah, it's good to be here. Always good to be here. Yes. Well, as I mentioned, Memorial Day, so I did want to have this opportunity to stop and pause and really think about, I think the generations younger kind of lose sight of what this weekend's really about. Everyone's so busy already last weekend, friends of mine and family scrambling, got to go to the store, got to get the barbecue, got to make plans, you know, make sure the kids are taken care of in the pool and school's out and this, that, and the other. You kind of lose sight of really what, what we should be doing this weekend. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Thank you to all the service men and women who have protected this country and unfortunately the lives that have been lost is a very expensive cost. But do you all have any relatives, family members that their names are on walls, tributes, anything like that? Not as far as anybody being lost. We've been very fortunate in our family. We've had a lot of people that have served. But I, as far as I know, in my past, I don't know of anybody that we've lost. Yeah, my dad was in World War Two, and he... Thankfully, Dutch died of old age, but mm-hmm. um, it was kind of neat uh, when we moved to Milton. They do a really cool thing every year where they make uh, um, crosses, white crosses, oh, yeah. with the names of the veterans on there. And then they place them in the, some of the main areas of the city, oh. but you see them lined up. I got goosebumps right now as oh, I talk yeah. about it, but it, with an American flag on top yes. of it. And you see it just lined up for as far as the eye you know can go. And then... Um, to see your dad's, to see my dad's oh, name sure. on one of them. And I just moved there. It's like, wow. I mean, they were on it. Do they map it out and tell the families where that particular cross is going to be located so you know yep. where to look? Yeah. The, um, the uh, councilman, Bill Lusk, is is on the uh, is the one, I think, that spearheads this. But I had introduced myself to him, and he, he kind of looked at me and said, hmm, your dad's Bill Lample, right? Wow. And I'm like, how does he know this? He said, it's uh, it's over there at the crabapple section, and it's number 453. Holy oh, my goodness. And I'm goodness. like, what? <laughs> and sure enough, I, he had it right. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how he did it. But anyway, uh, I am very grateful to them and uh, for doing that, and to all the veterans, of course. Yeah, and the, the city of Duluth has a very similar thing. I used to cut through there to drive to the University of Georgia when I would come home for the weekends, and always Memorial Day weekend and Veterans Day and all of that, they set out the crosses, and it does. It, give, it gives you goosebumps. It's a good feeling, though. Yeah. Just a, the pride that you have in that. Um, and also, speaking of, I'm glad you mentioned the city of Milton. We actually just updated a list. If you go to wsbradio.com, we have our traffic page. You can click traffic and see the current incidents on the roadways. But we just updated a list of all the metro Atlanta cities that are doing things for Memorial Day. Oh, wow. So oh, you, you can find a comprehensive list there with the family. Bring them, you know, look for your city. It's not every single city, but the cities that had things posted online, whether they're doing a parade or a 5K. Mm. So that might be something to... To use that opportunity to kind of remember the meaning of the weekend. But any fun plans, guys, if you're off of work and the family's coming in town? Well, I'm 
grilling out with some friends. Yeah. And Stan's doing his famous ribs. All right, what time? What time? Yeah, let's go, <laughs> Ashley. You got a carpool there? I'll bring paper towels. Yes. We'll carpool. Oh, good. <laughs> That's yeah. great. No, I'm uh, for me fun is working in the garden because I'm out, you know, on doing the show so much during the week as was the case this week. So, I look forward to getting back and taking care of my 32 tomato plants that are oh, already showing signs you. of early blight and some other mysteries. Oh, yes, I have a mystery thing going on in mine too. Oh, in really? some of them, but I'm um, going to show you pictures and see what you think about my okay. thing. Okay. All right. I can't seem to get a definitive answer whatsoever on it. So, I'm it's anxious to It's not curling, hear. is it? No. Okay. No. Well, yeah, that's roundup damage, right? No. Well, I thought it was, but I'm not sure. It's only on certain varieties. Well, so see, that folks, makes me think it's it's not it's not. Right we have to talk. Yes. <laughs> so we get stumped to you here too. Oh, oh absolutely. Gosh. That's what I love about gardening. There's yep. always mysteries. Well, I know that we will be able to help you out as well, listeners in Atlanta, or if you're joining us listening in South Carolina, you get the signal in Alabama. We'd love to have you call as well this morning. The number is 404-872-0750 to get your call answered on the Lawn and Garden Show. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves this morning. We start with, as tradition carries, Nicole. Good morning. Ashley. How are you? Fine, fine. All of you. Good morning. Hey, Nicole. Um... The uh, tomato thing is, uh, oh boy, I have a friend, he planted 221. Good gracious. I said, that's a full-time job. You are just giving too much. Because they're waiting on you on the counter once you pick them. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, uh, talking about uh, Memorial uh, downtown Jonesville, they have um, a a lot of white cross and... and, uh, 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 flag and everything. Downtown Jonesboro? Yes, yes. It's a um, brand new cross and brand new flag, so it just, you know, the color is uh, appealing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I go on the road, uh, even today, all the officer needs to be tanks because they carry so much on their shoulder. And I go on the road and uh, I always ride in the back of the trailer with a dust in the finger. Uh, tanks an officer, uh, an officer today. Because they need to be thanked. Police officers? Any officers. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Anybody that puts their lives on the line to protect us. Yes. Owed a great deal of gratitude. Absolutely. Uh, Question is about, oh, boy, (laughs) maple worm. Do you know anything about that? This maple tree is having a heck of a time. No, tell us what you see. What's the damage? Oh, those are caterpillar, and they eat every single leaf, <laughs> and in no time overnight. And then you go underneath, and you shake the thing, and all the caterpillar go on the ground. And I said, oh, now are we talking I was so green? glad I didn't stand underneath them. What color are the caterpillars? They are a striped, green striped, but the little regrin is red. Huh. Yeah. I... I've never noticed them really being that much of a problem. I haven't either. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the tree is weak. Well, you could, if you wanted to, you can use something with um, BT in it, and that would that would take care of it without hurting anything else. But uh, I'm surprised. I've never seen that many in one. 
And, and to that recommendation, you know, for the people that are listening and saying, I've heard of that, but now we're talking about a tree, and I'm used to seeing BT as a powder, mm-hmm. it comes in a liquid form, Absolutely. Too, There's can, a spray. You would mm-hmm. just obviously need to look for that, because I think the ones I most commonly see are the powder forms. Yeah, and but, it comes both ways. Yeah. So you you guys sell that. it in spray, right? I, I think we do. I uh-huh. think we do. It's not a spray. I think it's a concentrate. Right, oh, right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just an organic caterpillar killer. Yeah. Like you said, not harmful It really doesn't else. even kill them. It just makes them quit eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, read, Which, I read about it, and there's two generations per year, and I said, oh, boy. Oh, good. Oh, so you did your research, Very huh? good. Yeah, I'm Master Gardener. You see, I've been, uh, 2001, I was Master Gardener. So imagine that 15 years later. Goes by and fast. I'm still using those books that only Master Gardener owns, you know. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, still a good resource even today. Absolutely. Walter's books. I've got the Southern Living Garden book. It's like the southern or the southern gardening bible really so well nicole thank you so much for weighing in on that that's i'm really glad you weren't standing under the tree when you shook it my goodness you'd be covered in caterpillars <laughs> uh, i make you just want to uh, no kidding ew will you drive safe and happy memorial day weekend thank you so much for calling this morning enjoy your day all right have, have a, a great, great day weekend. bye nicole thanks nicole All right, coming up in just the next half hour or less, we'll have David from Tucker, and he's calling about sand, maybe to put out around gardening. David in Auburn, broccoli not flowering yet. And Joe, Mickey, we will get a lot of calls about vegetable gardening. That is hot and heavy right now. Ken in Atlanta, peaches kind of have a rubbery substance on them, so we'll figure out what's going on with that and proper orchard care, what folks should be doing to all their fruit trees right now. Join the conversation. This is the Lawn and Garden Show. Give us a call, 404-872-0750. That's the number. Ashley Frasca joined in studio by Mickey Gazaway, Joe Lample. We will be here answering all of your Lawn and Garden calls until 9 o'clock this morning, followed by Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It Show. A busy weekend here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slate, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Everyone's smiling. It's going to be a very sunshiny day. Nothing but clear skies and sunshine throughout the day. And temperatures reaching the mid-80s as as they have the last few days. Overnight, clear skies remain in the metro. Lows in the upper 60s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes. Here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 64 degrees right now on Peachtree Street. Ashley Frasca in studio with Joe Lample and Mickey Gasway answering your lawn and garden questions 404-872-0750 is the number we're joined in studio well actually on the phone david in tucker how about that you're not in studio are you david uh no i am not i did not have to get up that early to get there no no, ma'am well i hope you are just laying in bed having a cup of coffee good to hear from you all righty uh question this morning is uh is there a rule of thumb of when you're supposed to add sand when you're planting plants here in atlanta with all the clay and when i go to ask for sand at the local store exactly what am i asking for i know i don't want to get sandbox sand because it compacts too much now are you talking about adding it to the lawn or actually just using it in bedding plants uh no using it when you're you're actually planting a specific plant 
If I were you, I would use some sort of organic material rather than sand. Mm -hmm. uh, if you use, like, ground pine bark at Pikes, we call it um, soil conditioner. That's a much better addition to use than sand here. I agree with that. And the sand just doesn't have any way to bind with the, with the neighboring elements, and it's such a foreign item in that hole. Plus... A lot of studies have uh, shown that when you introduce something like sand into the pot, the hole, it just really doesn't help it at all. I know we have clay soil, but as Mickey said, amending it, if you're going to amend it at all using an organic matter that blends better with the, the native material is a much better op option. The sand is just, uh, in my opinion, very ill-advised. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so then we're looking at uh, an organic mulch. Or something more specific? Well, most of the barks are ground that we actually add into the soil. It's ground pine bark. And as it decomposes, then that that's good, as well as opening up the soil. If you look at clay under a microscope, the particles are flat. And what you want to do is open up spaces, create air spaces in the soil. And um, the ground pine bark is great. We have a, a product called soil conditioner, and that's all it is. It's a byproduct of the pulpwood industry here. And so it's cheap, and it works great. Yeah. Also, we have one called planting soil that's got some other things in it, too. But both of those are great. Yeah, it, it's basically like the early stages of compost because as the pine bark gr uh, breaks down, it becomes compost, which is just a wonderful organic soil amendment. And that's what's going to happen with your pine bark. But the sand is never going to do that. Yeah. And in, in my opinion, anything you add to the soil, you want to break down to improve the soil, and sand just stays as sand, and I just don't think it complements the, uh, the surrounding soil. So updated gardening list, David, right? Yes, ma'am. Perfect. Always learning on your show. Well, great to hear from you. Have a good weekend, all right? You too, guys. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks, Bye. David. 404-872-0750 is the number. We will be here in place of Walter Reeves this morning for three hours, actually two and a half more hours, answering your lawn and garden questions. And also, later in the show, don't forget we have the Weed of the Week, that segment at 7.30 Walter and I always do together. I'm going to pick Mickey and Joe's brains, try to identify some common problems, common weeds you may be seeing in the yard right now. The weekend prize pack, that is exciting. Concert tickets, I'm not even going to tell you what they are, but I can guarantee Mickey and Joe would love to go, but y'all can't win. You are oh. disqualified. Shoot. Oh. All right, almost 6.28 and you're listening to WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 6.35 at the bottom of the hour. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. This is Lawn and Garden on WSB. Glad to be joined by Joe Lample and Mickey Gasaway. Thank you guys so much for being here on this Memorial Day weekend. We're having fun. We are having fun. Easing Absolutely. In, easing into the Saturday, taking calls. So if you are awake, 
drinking your coffee. You have a lot of yard work to do this weekend, as Joe and I do. Mickey, I don't know. You've done a lot, so maybe you should relax this weekend. Well, maybe I will. I think maybe, maybe I will. Eat those ribs that Stan's mm. fixing That's and just forget right. about We're it still working on our sod. We're watering sod every day. So. What sod did you put in? We put in Jammer Zoysia. How do you like it? Uh, it's beautiful. Good. It is so pretty, but we're still at the watering every day stage. Mm-hmm. So Almost like an infant getting up. Yes, irrigation absolutely. <laughs> no, of course not. I live in a 90-year-old house. You don't have irrigation. <laughs> I'd be fancy. <laughs> All right, 404-872-0750. That's the number you can join the show if you have any questions or just odd things you're observing maybe and want to share that with us and maybe help us or have us help you identify it. We will jump out to Auburn and talk to David. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. So vegetable gardening, how's your luck going? Well, the broccoli, I've got about a half dozen broccoli plants, and they're probably about a foot and a half, two foot tall. I mean, they're growing gangbusters, but they're not. there's no flowers or broccoli, what do you call them, florets or whatever. Yeah. They yeah. Are. When did you plant them? Uh, about four months ago. Oh. Four months ago. Oh, you should have. I, yeah. I would think if they don't have any florets on them now, they're not going to bloom. Usually they're a fall crop, a cool season crop. Or an early spring. Or an early, early spring crop, which it sounds like you play. Did you fertilize them much? Yes, I put, um, um, what was that, Miracle Grow? Well, it's uh, it? On every week. Oh, well, that's well. good. That's good. That's what you'd have done. I, I don't have any answer to you, Joe. Well, I. I was going to ask if that's too much nitrogen, if he's doing it every week. Well, broccoli, is all the cold crops are real heavy I feeders, know, and they need a lot. In miracle grow, usually you don't. But I broccoli don't. still, I mean, that what you're eating is the precursor of flowers. Yeah, and but, then, but the broccoli, I don't know. I, I don't well, think, usually miracle grow, if you use it every every week, it doesn't hurt anything <laughs> because it's like a carb. It, it, it acts real fast, and then it's gone. Right. Uh, and and I can tell you from personal experience, and I've had a lot of success with broccoli in the fall and the early spring. And I planted my crop of broccoli, two big beds of it, in uh, March, mid to late March. And I've already harvested it and pulled out what was left. I mean, I've had many heads, and and I didn't fertilize it much. I have I focus on my soil, and I used a lot of compost. But um, I am I'm at a loss to understand and what, David, why it didn't ask. make it. Is it in full sun? Uh, yeah, it's in yeah. full sun, and I put when I planted it, we bought like shoot two dozen bags of the uh, Miracle Grow dirt or something. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are trying. It's our first time gardening, so four months. Wonder, that's just could it done. be possible that the plants were not broccoli plants? I was thinking the same else. thing. Mickey. Maybe something like maybe you've got some collards, collards or something or like some that green. because they look alike. Um, I was thinking the same thing. It's definitely broccoli because the, it the about probably I want to say less than three weeks after I planted it, I did get one floret, but it was only like about maybe a half inch or an inch big, and I thought, okay, well I'm I'm not going to pick it mm-hmm. because I thought maybe it'll you know it'll keep growing, but all it did is um, after after a while it just spread out and then turned into flowers. Yeah. So you don't looking down into the top of that plant, you don't see anything developing? Uh just more leaves. That is crazy. It is crazy. I think if I were you I would wait till fall. I would pull that up and plant some tomatoes and wait till fall. And How do they look right? otherwise? Good. Otherwise they look they look it's great. There's a couple of holes in it that you can see some bugs or something or you know or whatever eats 
you know, but there's a couple of holes in the leaves, but other yeah. than that. Yeah, do you need the space for anything else? Because I'm curious. I'd love to hear if you just leave. <laughs> I want to see what happens. See, I want to get rid of it. I know, but it should have it should have been done by now. Four I'm months. Tempt, I'm tempted just to let it grow and let, let's see what happens. Let us know. I am, too. I love to experiment, but it is getting hot for broccoli. So, I mean, maybe it'll bolt through the heading stage into the flowering stage. Well, time will tell. That's the mystery of gardening. <laughs> well, thank you, David. Now, is there any advice? Like he said, this is the first time that he and his wife have really gotten into this. So going forward, maybe for the next year, is there anything better up front that you both want gardeners to know? Soil prep. I know you put a lot mm. of emphasis on that, Joe. But Joe, I mean, that's your us. thing is soil prep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, soil cool prep. season vegetables. Yeah. We're doing that in March. Kind of tell us the basics of at least where to start and get it in the best condition. Well, March or fall, I, I'd love to uh, continue to add. I compost a lot. So what I will do is I'll come in with an inch or so of compost into the top layer of soil. I don't work it down very far into the soil because what's going on down there is this living network. And the more that I disturb it, the more it's disturbed. So slightly working it in just a few inches around the main root zone as those baby plants start to explore their surroundings and they start taking up all that good nutrients, all the good nutrients in the soil. And then I'll, I'll come back with some fish emulsion or maybe a little malorganite or something to supplement that. And that's really all I do. If you give them full sun and you are proactive on looking at the pest and things like that, it, I mean, it's amazing the success that you have. Sometimes I think we get too involved. Could be. Thing that everything else that we got planted is growing awesome. We've got radishes that are huge. We've got watermelons that are already starting to, you know, mm. develop into melons. Um, tomatoes, we've got those things are the tomatoes are already coming out. I mean, everything else is going awesome. The only and the broccoli, like I said, the broccoli looks good. Yeah. But okay. Well, no so don't give up, David. Um, yeah. Re replant it in late August, early September, yes. and and uh, buy it maybe from another place or a source. I don't know. I'm just curious. Something is very suspicious as to why this has not headed yeah. up. So they won't go hungry. That's good, though. No. Lots of other things. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, David. Now, talk to us about, I mean, I was asking you guys, this is almost the transition period for, you know, going from the cool season crops now to the, the ones that gardeners like me get excited about. I can't mess up cucumbers and tomatoes and, and squash. One so. of the main problems that we see on squash and cucumbers are vine borers. Mm -hmm. And every year we have people come in and say, my it just died it just died and one of the things that i do that has worked so well for me that is organic is if you'll plant radishes with your cucumbers and your squash you will not get vine borers really how about that it works so good i have not had one vine borer since i've been doing it. and i just i don't harvest them because i don't like them but i just put <laughs> them in there and um so the term that you're referring to is companion planting. Right, and absolutely. It, and the philosophy behind it is the plant that you put in there is a decoy or is the distractive plant. It's designed to either distract, repel, or confuse yeah. that pest from getting to the plant you're trying to protect. That's right. So do you know whether it's it's uh, the scent that's attracting them to the radish or I repelling have no them or just confusing idea. them? I never but it works. You know it works. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. something makes that more attractive than a and that's squash, a that's so. a classic technique. Right, or it just confuses it where they literally don't find the target plant right. mm -hmm. because of that. And it's a it's a classic technique for organic pest control, uh, organic or otherwise. But it's just a neat way to 
prevent a lot of the problems in your garden. I'll have to try that, Mickey, because yeah, the, one of the reasons I don't grow squash or cucumbers anymore, I'm tired of the squash vine borers, the squash bugs, and the mildews. Yeah. Oh, the well, I get the mildews, but the mild it still produces. It doesn't look good. Yeah, well, I like still, it to look good. I know. <laughs> you took so the TV awesome camera. pictures, yeah. exactly. Nobody ever takes pretty. pictures of men. So <laughs> you <laughs> do. Well, I do sometimes. You can follow <laughs> Joe Lample and Mickey Gasway and I, all three of us, on Facebook, yeah. and these two post some fabulous pictures of what they're doing. And I mean, that always engages me to think, I could be doing that right now. <laughs> I always feel like I'm missing out when I look at Joel's photos because I'm like, oh, I could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. His is beautiful. So if folks are talking to us and calling and listening today, thinking about vegetable gardening, what could they do this weekend if maybe they've kind of gotten off to a late start and say, I, I want tomatoes. Is it too late? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Um, I usually plant, in fact, I'll plant some tomatoes, you know, early on, and then I'll plant some like in June or July. Yeah. For, I used to couldn't find the tomato plants, and I would actually take cuttings of my tomato I'm plants. I'm telling you. Now. And um, then I would plant them in spring. So I, we would have tomatoes until October. Wow. Anyway. I am glad we're talking about this because I've done the same thing, Mickey. For example, last year when my indeterminates grew way over mm -hmm. the cages. Yeah. You know, I would cut off the top as, mm -hmm. as much as I hated to do it because, you know, they're full of blooms. I would cut them off, strip out the lower branches, and literally stick, you know, a two-foot two cutting into the soil fairly deep. And do you know that sucker would be rooted up in a week? Well, and tomatoes want to make roots oh, so yes, much. They do. If you've ever looked at your tomatoes when we're having a lot of rain and you see the little white nodules all over them, and people think they're bugs, but they're really roots. Mm -hmm. They they're trying to make roots, and and so the cuttings bear fruit just as well. Oh, as absolutely. The original well, and plant. you have a fresh crop, a healthy fresh crop of tomatoes when the other ones are basically going south yeah. and really getting tired of the all the blight and everything that's right. taken over them. If you can find some clean tissue and put that in the ground. You've just started a new crop. Well, so many folks call in. I mean, it'll be a couple more weeks from now, but they call and ask, you know, the tomatoes are just too tall. I can't keep up. The cages aren't tall enough. So rather than cutting that top off and throwing it away, that's a great idea. Yeah. And it works like a charm. Or you can just take some cuttings and stick them into a glass of water and yeah, stick and it in the windowsill. Yeah, and that's what I have done. And nice. roots galore. Yeah. You know, and I've read some good articles recently, too. I mean, city living is becoming more and more common and folks really wanting to get their hands in gardening. So not to be forgotten. I mean, we're talking like you have all this room in this bed to just keep planting cuttings and more vegetables but container gardening for mm -hmm. vegetables oh, absolutely. that is so possible with dwarf varieties yeah. of like a zucchini plant or even a squash plant making sure the pot's big enough you could do yeah. that on your back deck or your balcony that's one of the most popular talks that i do now is on container gardening because people it's it's easy it's mickey easy is, is pike selling dwarf tomatoes yet the um, true dwarf varieties that are coming no, out no we've got the um bush tomato the mm -hmm. determinant tomatoes but not any that i've seen that are truly Dwarf. I am really excited. That you, we're doing an episode out of Raleigh called Epic Tomatoes, written by Craig LaHoulier, the guy. I mean, the guy that wrote the book called Epic Tomatoes. Well, he's been growing tomatoes for decades, and he's like the foremost authority on it. And he's developed a variety of tomatoes called dwarf tomatoes, which are basically your hybrid varieties. But he's got people around the world that have all gotten together. Now there are sixty varieties where you get the classic you know, heirloom varieties on four foot plants. Wow. So they're almost like determinant in their size, but they produce throughout Are they the grafted season. They're not grafted. They're not grafted. I wonder. So um anyway, he's got all these different he, I brought home four different varieties this year and I'm trying them out for the first time. But they're stocky and they're short, but apparently they produce the fruit just like they're 
they're cousins and they they're half the size. Oh, really excited about interesting. it. Interesting. So that is interesting. And coming up, you said we have an episode coming yeah. up about these tomatoes yeah. growing a greener world. That is where folks can find yeah, that. Com. Yep, growingagreenerworld.com. All right, Joe Lample, Mickey Gasaway, and you. We want you as part of the show as well. Call us now. Phone lines are open 404-872-0750. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Here are the basics for today, almost through the weekend, really. Sunshine, clear skies, no chance of rain, so your cookout will not get rained out. That's always a good thing. Happy to hear that. Highs in the mid-80s, lows in the high 60s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes here on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. And for in-depth news coverage, remember, stay here on WSB. Also, pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution for the news and money saving coupon values. That's right up my alley. Me too. I don't I rarely go into the grocery store without some kind of coupon and my husband just rolls his eyes like, Can we just get out of the car and go? <laughs> Come mm. on. So all right, six fifty five here on the Lawn and Garden Show. I do think we have time real quick. We'll talk to Lois. Hi Lois. Uh, Lewis? Lewis. Oh I'm sorry. It's spelled Lois. I'm sorry. Well Lewis, what's up, man? How can we help you? Good morning. Thanks. Hi. I enjoy your show. Uh, I have a small vegetable garden, and I've always wondered, should you cut the suckers off of tomato plants or not? You know, this is a good question, because I have done that for years. But as I was just mentioning, I think I was talking it on the air about my friend Craig LaHoulier in Raleigh, North Carolina, who wrote the book called Epic Tomatoes. He's a... He is such an authority on growing tomatoes, and he does not cut the suckers off. So last year, I decided to leave all my suckers on on 28 plants, and I had an uber-productive garden, and I did not cut the suckers off. And the theory there is that if you cut the suckers off, there's more energy going from the roots to the remaining plants and shoots to be right. more productive. But uh, uh, the alternative thought is that if you leave the suckers on, you've got more photosynthesis, photosynthesis opportunity mm -hmm. because there's more foliage to collect the energy. And I have found that I did not have any loss of productivity by leaving the suckers on this year. Now, I leave mine on. And Lewis, it's less it's, work, too. It's, yeah, it's less work. Is, is space an issue for you, Lewis? Or? Uh, no, no I, I have a... Uh, I'm in Roswell, and I have a like a 40 by... 15 garden which is nice size. yeah it is yeah and uh no the space is not an issue but uh, just growth typically so many uh limbs uh on the plant yeah that uh i, I use those wire cages that mm -hmm. <laughs> you make out of construction wire yeah yeah uh they're about, they're about six foot tall and usually the plants are just drooping over and falling the limbs are breaking down yeah so i, I was just wondering if uh Removing the suckers would help that at all. So, so the jury's still out. There's advantages. Well, yeah, I, I th the jury's still out, but it does reduce the mass for sure. But then it requires more work on your part. And the more your hands are involved in the foliage, the more chance you have of spreading disease right. as well. Great. Good advice. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Mickey. Lewis, drive carefully out there. You can join us as well. 404-872-0750. You're listening to Lawn and Garden.